Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. listeners welcome to the first episode of thinking outside the boombox my name is Ahmad and I am your host I am so excited to be kicking things off with you all today now I know I said the podcast was going to be airing every Tuesday but like Big Sean's father said life is a feeling process and I was at a J. Cole concert yesterday and things just didn't work out the way I wanted them to but Life is a feeling process. We're going to adapt and move on. And so many things happened in music today that I'm glad we got this extra day so I could talk to you about even more things. So Thinking Outside the Boombox will now air every Wednesday. Get ready for that. So let's talk a little bit about what Thinking Outside the Boombox is. Thinking Outside the Boombox is a podcast where we're going to discuss current events in hip-hop and R&B, and specifically hip-hop and R&B. Those are two of my favorite genres of music, so I want to focus on those two specifically. And if some other genres trickle in every now and then, that's definitely okay. But we're going to discuss current events in hip-hop and R&B, new releases in music, music videos, everything. And then toward the end of each episode, we're going to dig deeper and we're going to talk about some macro level issues in hip hop and R&B. And that's where we're going to hit the big topics. And I'm just going to give you my opinions on a lot of things. So before we sit back and get a little comfortable, I would like to introduce myself and tell you a little bit more about me. Now, I am a 24 year old music lover from the shy. Chi-town, Chicago, Illinois, um, and I've been I've been really into music for a long time. Uh, I used to play the piano and the saxophone. Uh, I used to rap a little bit as a hobby, and I've been listening to hip hop and R and B since I would say I was about eleven years old. Um, here and there. Um, and I I just fell in love with both of them from the start. My all-time favorite genre of music has to be old-school R&B. They don't make music like that anymore, and that's something we'll definitely talk about in a segment at some point throughout this podcast. Um, but there's no music like old-school R&B anymore. It just doesn't exist. Um, but there are people trying. I will say that... Um, Second best would have to be hip-hop. I love hip-hop. I love all types of hip-hop. Hip-hop is just such a big thing in black culture. And it's one thing that I grew to love very quickly once I started hearing it. Um, Back in the day, I was listening to everything. I was listening to Top 40 Hip-Hop. I was finding out about 
50 Cent, Jay-Z, Kanye West, Outkast, T.I. I was I was all over the place in hip-hop. I really wanted to listen to everything, and I did. And, you know, every I just wanted to make hip-hop and music in general a bigger part of my life. And so I took that passion, and I've got a lot of plans to do things with it. I started a blog, Hope for Hip-Hop, and you can um, view that at HopeForHipHop.org um, And now I started this podcast So now that you know a little bit more about me Let's jump right into the first segment This Day in Hip Hop and R&B And I just want to start the first segment by, you know, dropping a little knowledge On some things that happened on this day In music, specifically Hip Hop and R&B So let's jump right in Now, since I told you that Thinking Outside the Boombox would air every Tuesday. In honor of that, I will at least give you This Day in Hip Hop and R&B for Tuesday. So for Tuesday, July 28th, This Day in Hip Hop and R&B. There was a large variation of things that happened this day um, in Hip Hop and R&B. The first would be in 1991 at an MC Hammer concert. In Canada, uh, almost 100 people were arrested. Yeah. Yeah, I think an estimated 2,000 young people rioted after an MC Hammer concert. And there were almost 100 arrests. I didn't think MC Hammer could turn up like that. In 1992, Ice-T who a lot of you may know from Law & Order, um, may not know him as a rapper, but he was a rapper. Um, His song, Cop Killer, um, was pulled from his album, Body Count. Warner Brothers obviously was not a fan of the message behind that song. And uh, they pulled it off all of his albums. And this song was controversial. I mean, a lot of law enforcement groups and pro police groups uh, were not about it because they said it encouraged the killing of police, which is accurate since it's called Cop Killer. Um, But Ice-T wasn't phased. He uh, gave away free copies of Cop Killer at all of his concerts. Funny story about Ice-T's album. I actually have a copy of the Body Count album and it does have Cop Killer on it. I don't know where I got this album from. Maybe I inherited it from my dad's long collection of music that was just kind of left around the house. Um, but it does have Cop Killer on it, so he must have got a version before Warner Brothers decided to pull this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that. That's memorabilia. Uh, who who can say that they have? the original body count album with cop killer on it. I'm going to I'm going to cherish that. Um in 2004 uh the people's champion Justin Timberlake, everybody loves him. Uh he obtained a restraining order because he had a photographer who was stalking him. So yeah, I'm I'm glad he got that I'm glad he got that cleared up. Or maybe he did it. Maybe maybe he still has somebody out there who's Who's hiding in bushes and taking pictures of Mr. Mr. JT. That would be a little creepy. Uh, I really hope that's not happening. In 2008, Amy Winehouse was rushed to the hospital. Looks like she was having bad reactions to her rehab from hard drugs. Um, and as we all know, the great Amy Winehouse ended up dying three years later. So rest in power to Amy Winehouse. She was a true R&B great. Big fan of Amy Winehouse. Um, and rounding up the this day in hip hop and R and B segment, Soldier Boy, Mr. DeAndre Way, was born in 1990 on this date. To all you Soldier Boy fans out there, bookmark that date. It's an important one. I will say I enjoyed him a lot more on Loving Hip Hop Hollywood. So that was probably one of his greatest performances. So do more of that, Soldier Boy, um, and happy birthday. All right, so that's it for this day in hip-hop and R&B. Every week, we're going to start the episode off 
with uh, some lesser known facts about what was happening in the past in hip hop and R&B. So let's jump right into our next segment, Press Play. This is where we're going to get into what's popping right now in hip hop and R&B, current events, new releases, music, music videos. One of the big things that's taking over hip hop right now is the Drake and Meek Mill controversy. Now, now this controversy helps me out a lot because I can premiere one of my feature segments a lot earlier than I planned. So let me introduce to you the Where's the Beef segment. Where's the beef? Where's the beef is where every now and then we're going to look back at some of the most famous beefs and controversies in hip-hop and R&B and we're gonna go down the timeline and talk about who did what who said what who won the beef we're gonna go through Big E versus Tupac Jay-Z versus Nas Eminem versus Mariah Carey yeah that one's happening we're, we're gonna hop into that one as short as it may be but this Drake and Meek Mill controversy allows me to premiere the segment early. So, where's the beef? Hey, where's the beef? Uh, Drake and Meek Mill have been throwing some words around at each other lately. It started when Meek Mill hopped on Twitter last week and decided to air out some feelings. Uh, he tweeted... Uh, that Drake doesn't even write his own verses. He said that Drake got a ghostwriter to write his verse for Meek Mill's song, Rico, um, a song that appeared on Meek Mill's newest album, Dreams Worth More Than Money. Uh, so Meek Mill got on Twitter and said he was upset because Drake didn't tweet out like an album link for when his album was released. Meek Mill is mad because Drake didn't shout out his album on Twitter. And he believes that Drake got somebody else to write the verse for, I mean, arguably one of the best songs on Meek Mill's album. Always new women gotta keep a balance. The girl of your dreams to me is probably not a challenge. I've been counted out so many times I couldn't count it. Funny how now my accountant is having trouble trying to count it To the people that think that I owe you shit Payback's a bitch and you know that shit Y'all niggas getting too old for this Please don't think nobody notices I've been up for way too many days Y'all sleep enough for me anyway Y'all don't be doing shit anyway Y'all are not true to this anyway So So let's talk about What ghostwriting is really Ghostwriting is when an artist gets someone to write verses or songs for them, but they don't credit them formally. This is sort of an under-the-table type thing. And in hip-hop, it's it's become sort of a bad thing. People frown upon ghostwriting because people say that if you have ghostwriters, you're not authentic and you're trying to fool people. So Meek Mill saying this on Twitter about Drake, one of the biggest hip-hop artists in the game right now. That was a shot. Um, so what happened is Meek Mill is saying that there's this guy named Quentin Miller. He's an Atlanta rapper and he's saying that that's Drake's ghostwriter. Now, did, did some research and Quentin Miller is indeed an Atlanta rapper who has written with Drake. But here's the thing about how Drake operates with people who write with him. Like many artists, he'll, you know, get some people in a room. Um, everybody's throwing out ideas. Um, they're helping him out, you know, you know, giving him lines and all of that. And they co-write with him. Everybody does this. Kanye does this a lot. Um, it's a very common practice in hip hop nowadays. That's just, that's just how hip hop works nowadays. And 
even if Drake did get Quentin Miller to write an entire verse for him, I really don't think it matters that much. Like, that's what music is nowadays. You know how many songs have been written by other people? That's what songwriters do. They write songs for people and they give them to them and then they perform them. And most of them are called reference tracks. A lot of songwriters write songs specifically for other artists and then they shop them out. Um, And in this particular instance, a reference track was uh, leaked by Funkmaster Flex. Um, And it was a reference track for 10 Bands, one of the songs off Drake's latest album, If You're Reading This Is Too Late. And it was Quentin Miller and he was, you know, rapping about like the first few parts of 10 bands yeah man uh, try some shit see how it goes oh okay 10 bands 50 bands 100 bands fuck it man i'm trying to run through the budget man on g nigga sleep i ain't tripping i'ma let him sleep when i get it nigga rest in peace i can tell you how it happened i can tell you about them safe house nights i'm calabasas i can tell you not a rapper you niggas selling swag, I ain't gotta open another package Who you with? What you claim? The sex all over me, you know I'm 13, 17 Sprite dirty like Diana, never clean My ex asked me why I'm moving, I said on the better things Oh, 10 bands, 50 bands, 100 bands, fuck it man Trying to run through the budget man Now if you look on a lot of Drake's credits for his albums Quentin Miller is featured a few times He's credited. Now, I don't know about you, but most ghostwriters don't get their name put on, you know, an album booklet. If your name's on that album booklet, you're getting paid. You're getting some money. That's not what a ghostwriter is. I don't really believe Meek Mill's claims. I think I think he's reaching. I really do. I think something is up with Meek Mill. He's he's mad about something and he he decided to go this route. Um, but the, it doesn't end there. After Meek went off on this Twitter rant, um, Drake was expectedly silent. Um, but 40, one of Drake's, um, longtime producers, um, tweeted a lot about the situation. Um, I'm going to read a couple of them. He said, no one can question my involvement in Drake's career. We have come a long way together. So let me start by putting something into perspective. I can't count the hours that myself and Drake have spent writing, producing and recording music. Let's just say 5,000 hours. I've spent maybe 30 minutes in a studio with Q. He's talking about Quentin Miller. Nice enough guy. Very talented. If you're asking if he contributed to if you're reading this. Yes, he did. You can also see that by reading the credits. Anyways, I don't work with many people, and there's a reason. No one's as talented as Drake. It's not worth my time. I need someone who understands songwriting on a higher level. Sometimes that skill is used to recognize other great songs, like in all forms of music, except rap. Rap has a stigma about writing your own lyrics, and rightfully so. It's a very personal art form, and it's rooted in speaking truthfully. Thankfully for me, Drake isn't just a rapper. He's also a musician and a producer and a creator. Um, and it goes, it goes on from there. Basically, Forty is saying Drake didn't have anybody ghostwrite his songs. He writes his own music. He collaborates with people. That's what artists do. So, I thought the beef was gonna end there. It was gonna blow over. People were saying Meek was, you know, just, you know, jealous about something. He's just yapping his mouth. Um, but then Meek gets on stage a few days later at the Pink Print tour. Uh, he's touring with his girl, Nikki. He got on stage and basically said, shout out to Drake. Let him be great in all the things that he's great in. Uh, he just didn't feel as a fan that Drake did the right thing by not writing his verse. But shout out to Drake, but he's still going to be real. He's still going to be the realest dude in the streets. Yada, yada, yada. So Meek kind of backtracks and then backtracks from the backtrack. He 
he you know, shouts out Drake for being great at all the things that he's great at. But then he says, I'm still going to be real. Basically saying, I'm not backing down from what I said. So, I don't know. Meek's a little confused. Um, but he may have just woken a monster. Because on this past Saturday on OVO Sound Radio's Apple Music Station, um, OVO Sound is Drake's uh, label and crew. It's like him, 40, and a, you know, a bunch of people from his hometown and stuff like that. Um, and they have a radio station on Apple Music's new Beats One Radio where they you know do mixes of music. And they've only had two episodes, but they've been releasing a lot of new music. So this past Saturday on the second episode of their radio station... Drake released Charged Up. Charged Up is his response or diss, whatever you want to call it, to Meek Mill. Wow, I'm honored that you think this is staged. I'm flattered, man. In fact, I'm amazed. The perfect start to the summer, man. This shit is a doozy. This shit a twist in the movie, but don't jump to conclusions. You boys are getting into your feelings on me. You should embrace it. This could be one of our realest moments. Okay, the flow start to feel familiar, don't it? Must I remind you that Jimmy got 20 million on it? Need DJ Clue to drop a bomb on it. None of them want this shit more than I want it. I seen it all coming, knew they would push a button. East egg hunting, they gotta look for something. Done doing favors for people. Cause it ain't like I need the money I make off a feature. I see you niggas having trouble going gold. Turning into some so-and-sos that no one knows. But so it go. Come live all your dreams out at OVO. We gon' make sure you get your bread and you know the ropes. I get a ring and I bring it home like I'm Corey Joe. No woman ever had me starstruck. Or was able to tell me to get my bars up. I'm charged up. Oh no, we eating niggas ain't about to starve us. So Drake is Drake's taking shots. Well, now it might not be, you know, it might not be, yo, Meek Mill, I'm coming for you. You shouldn't be talking about me like that. It's it's subliminal. And I mean, that's how Drake does things. He, in a lot of his controversies, he'll take subliminal shots. But he doesn't say his name, but we all know who he's talking about. And Drake, Drake says a lot. He comes at Meek's money. He comes at Meek's girl, Nicki Minaj, and their relationship and how maybe something happened with Drake and Nicki. Maybe something did it. I don't know. He's saying a lot of things, you know. Um, But, I mean, he gets, he says some things that that Meek is not going to appreciate. Very, very clever with the wordplay in it very relaxed especially for a song called charged up it's it makes me think that this is only the beginning this was a warning shot um but meek didn't take it too well he got on twitter after he heard it and said it was baby lotion soft and that he knows drake wrote that because it was weak so yeah meek is meek is not backing down and and one thing i want to say about beef i think beef is good for hip-hop and music in general, as long as it doesn't escalate to something violent, which beef has in hip hop's history, and we'll explore that more in future where's the beef uh segments um but as long as it doesn't escalate to something violent, it's good for the culture, like Twitter was popping off on Saturday after Drake released this diss and you know, it gets people listening. It gets people involved. People are talking about it. I think beef is very good for hip-hop, and I would like for this to go on for a little bit longer. And it just might. Um, it was rumored, and not so much rumored, Funkmaster Flex uh, Instagrammed basically saying Meek's response is going to happen Monday night, which would have been yesterday, um, on Hot 97. Funkmaster Flex is gonna like premiere the diss track, but as you probably know, it never happened. So I mean, I don't know. May I'm sure it is coming, but to hi- to hype it up like that, everybody's waiting for Meek Mill to come back, and then it just doesn't happen. You know, it's it's not looking good. 
One thing I will say is I think we all know what we expect Meek's response to sound like. It's going to be a lot of loud talking and clapping and I got guns and don't come to Philly. You don't want to see it with me. It's going to be murder for you. You know, like, you know, Meek's not the he's not the most reserved rapper. Um, And I think if he goes that route, it's not going to look good for him in this beef at all. Everybody expects him to come out like that. He's going to have to do more. He's going to have to hit Drake where it hurts. He's going to have to come up with something more clever because as it stands, Drake is winning. That's just that's just how it stands. And on top of Drake already winning after releasing Charged Up, early this morning, around 3 a.m., Drake decided to double up and release another Meek Mill disc. Now, I don't know if I've ever seen or heard anything like that in hip-hop beef history. Before Meek Mill could even respond, Drake hit him with another diss. This one's called Back to Back Freestyle. And fuck you left the boy, no I wanna see my niggas go insane. You gonna make me step out of my fucking frame. You gonna make me buy bottles for Charlemagne. You gonna make me go out of my fucking way. I waited four days, nigga, where y'all at? I drove here in a rave playing AR app. I'm not sure what it was that really made y'all mad. But I guess this is what I gotta do to make y'all rap. I mean, oh, careful the city, man, they know what's up. Second floor, Tussie's getting shoulder rubs. This for y'all to think that I don't write enough. They just mad cause I got the Midas touch. You love it and you gotta get a world tour. Is that a world tour or your girl's tour? I know that you gotta be a thug for her. This ain't what she meant when she told you to open up more. Yeah, trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. Yeah, you getting body by a singing nigga. I'm not the type of nigga that'll type the niggas. And shout to all my boss bitches, wife and niggas. Make sure you hit them with the prenup. Dead, tell that man to ease up. I did another one, I did another one. You still ain't did shit about the other one. Got the drink and me going bad to bad. If charged up was the appetizer, back to back freestyle is the entree and the dessert. He's put Meek Mill in a weird place because Drake disses Meek Mill. Meek Mill kind of says he's gonna premiere response it never happens drake disses meek mill again now really meek mill is gonna look stupid if he comes at drake now drake is just running up the scoreboard on him like it's just diss after diss and it's made it a lot harder for meek mill i think he can still release his response and if it's good enough it could still have an impact but drake smelled blood and he went for it at this point I don't even know if Meek Mill can win. Drake's pretty much hitting him where it hurts at this point. It it's almost not even fair anymore. But I'm I'm interested to see where this goes. So in future press play segments, um, I will keep you updated on what's going on with this. Um, moving right along, Erica Badu has released a new mixtape, which seems to be a collection of some of her favorite. Um, songs and soul, jazz, funk. Um, so it's not new music from her, but just for Erica Badu to release a mixtape, it's a big deal. Everybody wants to get into her head and see what type of music she's listening. So I encourage you to go listen to that because uh, Erica Badu's recommendations for soul and jazz music has got to be great. So um, definitely download slash listen to that. Kaylani recently released a remix to her song, The Way. The song originally features Chance the Rapper, uh, but she's released a remix with Trey Songs, And the remix is pretty dope. Trey Songs is no stranger to harmonizing, and he sounds pretty good with Kaylani. Uh, I think it's a great move on her part. Uh, to open herself up to Trey Song's fan base. Uh, Trey Song's is pretty big, and for someone who's just starting out, this was a good move on her part, and it was a very good remix, so it wasn't just a remix for the sake of, you know, more fans and exposure. So 
shout out to Kehlani. She's making good decisions, and I mess with her. She's dope. So this is something that came out of the news today. Chief Keefe, Chicago rapper, wants to run for mayor of Chicago. Um, so basically what this stems from, Chief wanted to do some hologram concert uh, over the weekend because of the shootings that happened that killed this one-year-old. But the event was shut down by the police and Keith was not okay with it and he blames Rahm Emanuel. Um, and he tweeted, I'm running for mayor of Chicago. Vote for me. It'll be the best thing done yet. Y'all gonna love me in the office. Um, and he told Rahm Emanuel to stay out of people's music. Hashtag stop the violence now. Now let me tell you what's ironic about stop the violence now hashtag from chief Keith. chief Keith. chief Keith is one of the most like violent rappers in chicago history maybe not chicago chief Keith is one of the most violent rappers of today there was an incident where uh, a rival rapper, Chief Keef, got killed. Chief Keef was not, you know, too upset about it, said some things on some songs. Um, he's always talking about guns. He's been in jail multiple times for possession and all around bad things. Um, honestly, he is a, he is a smudge. He is a black mark on the city of Chicago. Um, I've got no love for Chief Keef. I've got no love for Chief Keef's music. Um, and I don't really know what goes through his head when he does things. Um, I hope he isn't... Actually, I don't care if he's serious about running for the mayor of Chicago. But I hope he doesn't seriously think that that's a viable option. Um, I just... I guess I just hope he's smarter than that. And nothing he's done really proves to me that he is. So let's just move on from that. Chief Keefe, chill. Don't do any of that. Um, moving along in the segment, Janet Jackson is making a comeback. She's going on tour. She's got a new song, No Sleep. And this track is hot. Um, it released a maybe a week or two ago. Um, but recently, she released the official version of the No Sleep song, and your man, J. Cole, has a verse on it. And they just released a video for the song, uh, J. Cole, Janet Jackson. And it's a dope video. Let's listen to a little bit of the song. Yeah, that's nice. That's a little more. Uh, that's a little more. I go my way, you go yours. You taste real life, I taste yours. Sweet at first, but after a while, too much sugar they say is bad for your smile. And I wear a frown now, cause I miss real. I miss a warm house and home cooked meals. And you miss junk food, that's why we work. You bring cooked food, and I bring the soap. Uh. And meet up at the place that we always do. The one swimming through my mind that was always you. Our time together has inspired a song or two, or three, or four, or more, me, or more. I'm sure either you're the one, or I'm caught in the matrix. Staying up for hours while we talk and get wasted. Not from weed smoke up, this cheap wine. Drunk off love, we both feel deep down. It's a dope song. I'm all for Janet Jackson making a comeback. I, you know, I don't know much of Janet Jackson's music. It wasn't really my era, but I've always been interested in hearing more about Janet Jackson. I've been trying to find Janet Jackson records in the record stores for a long time. Um, and now that I've got Apple Music, her collection is just here. And Janet Jackson is an icon. I love Janet Jackson. Um, and I love J. Cole, so this is a, a match made in heaven. The chemistry on this song and in the video is perfect. This is a great move for both of them. Uh, check out the No Sleep video. 
Links in the description. Hot video. Oh, shout out to Chance the Rapper. I know I already shouted him out, but this is different. Shout out to Chance the Rapper, who apparently is going to be a father. Uh, he Instagrammed a picture of him with his hand on a girl's stomach who is pretty pregnant. Um, and it's obvious that it's his girlfriend. So Chance the Rapper is going to be a father. Um, so shout out to him. That's a very exciting time for anybody. And I know he's excited about it. He is very family oriented. And that's an important thing for him. So shout out to him. Uh, I'm happy for the man. Speaking of Chance the Rapper and family, uh, Chance is also going on tour. He announced the Family Matters Tour, um, and it's going to be a fall tour. It's starting in October in Austin, and you know it's going to run for about a month, hitting up all the cities before it ends in November in Los Angeles. Surprisingly, there's no Chicago stop on the tour, but I mean, I guess we here in Chicago have seen him enough times. But um, if you want to get tickets to the Family Matters Tour, you want to check out the dates, uh, you can view that on my blog, Hope for Hip Hop. So that is it for this episode segment of Press Play. Uh, we will be back next week with even more current events in hip-hop and R&B, even more music releases, music videos, and much more. So now let's take a break and hear a word from our sponsors. Nope, I don't have any sponsors. Um, I am very much still new to this. Um, and I don't have any sponsors yet, but any sponsors out there, if you are interested and do want to sponsor Thinking Outside the Boombox, um, send me an email at thinkingoutsidetheboombox at gmail.com. Uh, I'm willing to take on any sponsors, and if you support dope music and talking about hip-hop and R&B, then feel free to hit me up, and we'll be able to have some wonderful sponsors to fill the space back there. So hit me up if you're interested. Let's get back to the show. One of the things that has really taken over hip-hop is everyone's top five. Now, everyone has favorite artists in hip-hop, but it wasn't until recently, and I honestly think... It broke serious ground when Chris Rock released his top five movie. And I don't know if you've seen that movie, but basically one of the things that happens is the movie is everyone is asked who their top five artists in hip hop are. And I believe that after that movie, people really started to think about it everywhere and became a common question in hip hop culture in general. So I decided for the first episode in this segment, I'm going to give you my top five artists in hip-hop and R&B. And I'll give you an honorable mention as well. So let's get started. I'm going to start with hip-hop. I'll save my favorite for last, R&B. Um, hip-hop. Now these top fives are not in order because, you know, that's just too hard for me. And they're my top five because they are my five favorite artists. And it's it's hard for me to, to choose within those five. So I'm going to give you, in no particular order, my top five in hip-hop. Uh, Tupac Shakur. Now, honestly, I think this goes without saying. Rest in power to Tupac. Tupac, for me, is the greatest rapper of all time. Of all time. I love Tupac. Um, I started listening to Tupac, I think, through my dad. My dad used to listen to Tupac a lot um, in the car and whatnot. 
And so I heard him then when I was smaller and when I grew up and was old enough to listen on my own and seek him out, um, I realized that this dude was just a beast. Tupac is the man. Uh, I've never, I don't know if I know a rapper who can who can play both sides the way Tupac did. He was an artist who could give you some serious gang anthems, like violent tracks. He was not afraid to tell you how real he was. He was he was a part of gangster rap, but at the same time, dude was very smart and he could deliver some of the most intellectual and intelligent songs that I've ever heard. Now we was once two niggas of the same kind. Quick to holler at a hoochie with the same line. You was just a little smaller, but you still roll. Got stressed to YA and hit the hood swole. Remember when you had a Jerry Curl, didn't quite learn. On the block with your Glock, tripping off Sherm. Collect calls to the tilt, saying how you changed. Oh, you a Muslim now, no more dope games. Heard you might be coming home, just got bail. Wanna go to the mosque, don't wanna chase tail. It seems I lost my little homie, he's a changed man. Hit the pen and now no sinning is the game plan. When I talk about money, all you see is the struggle. When I tell you I'm living large, you tell me it's trouble. Congratulations on the wedding. I hope your wife knows she got a player for life, and that's no bullshitting. I know we grew apart, you probably don't remember. I used to think for your sister, but never win a bender. And I can see us after school, we bomb on the first motherfucker with the wrong shit on. Now the whole shit's changed, and we don't even kick it. Got a big money scheme, and you ain't even with it. Knew in my heart you was the same motherfucker bad. Go toe to toe when it's time for growth, you got a brother's back, and I can't even trip. Cause I'm just laughing at you You trying hard to maintain Then go ahead Cause I ain't mad at you, mad at you. Oh. I've got to say that I think I ain't mad at you Is easily My favorite hip hop song Of all time And I'm not sure if I'm ready to say It's my favorite song period of all time But it's certainly my favorite hip hop song it's just great. Um, so yeah, shout out to Tupac Shakur. Definitely in my top five. Next is Kanye West. And I'm not going to get too into why I really love Kanye West. Because that's going to be something that we're going to talk about in future Dig Deeper segments. Because he is my favorite rapper that's out now. Tupac's my favorite rapper ever, you know, living or dead, but living, it's got to go to Kanye West. Shottown rapper, um, I was a early teenager when his music came out, and it was just amazing. The College Dropout is, in my opinion, the best album he's ever made. And that's saying something because all his albums are good. I love every single Kanye album. His music, especially his early music, was very relatable. Um, it had those soul samples. And me being an R&B fan, that was a huge thing for me. Um, he was just, through his music, a very fun and dope person. So Kanye West, definitely in the top five. Uh, coming in... At the third spot, although not in order, is Outkast. Now, I'm treating Outkast as one unit because, you know, because it's only right. Big Boy Andre 3000, Atlanta. I, I've got to say, Speaker Box, The Love Below, that double album, easily one of my top three albums of all time. Um, and that was one of their, late, their later albums. You got Equimini, AT Aliens, Southern Playalistic, Cadillac Music, Stankonia. Those four albums right there are all classics, amazing albums. 
Outkast was dope. They had their own style. They took hip hop to a new level, especially Andre 3000. He was definitely, you know, someone who pushed the boundaries of hip hop way before a lot of other people did, especially with the Love Below, uh, the part of the Double Disc album that he basically took over. I love the two of them. Their their lyrics are are untouchable as a group. Uh, they knew how to make hit records that were always real. Outkast is dope, and I'm honored to have them on my list. And I'm honored that I got to see them last year. First time I'd ever seen them, I went to Summerfest in Milwaukee and saw Outkast, and it was everything I hoped it would be. So they made the list. Jay Z. Jay Z is in my top five. Um, Jay Z was an artist for me. I was young when I started listening to him because he's been out for a long time. He was an artist that was rapping about things that I didn't really know about. I, I, I was no drug dealer, you know. Um, I wasn't on the streets. I didn't really know about the things that he was talking about. But Jay-Z is such a good storyteller and rapper that it it honestly made me want to know more about that lifestyle. Not that I acted on it, but he... He glorified this lifestyle that I didn't really want to be a part of and didn't know about, but he made it sound cool. And he did it in so many effortless and amazing ways. Jay-Z is easily one of the best rappers of all time. I had to keep him in the top five. Um, He can give you hits. He can give you some serious songs. He can stand toe-to-toe with the best of them. Historically, he's had some of the greatest rap battles and beefs in the game and walked out relatively unfazed. He's a pretty fantastic businessman. Dude's got money. He's he's balling. Um, so, yeah... That was a no-brainer for me. Had to put Jay-Z in it. Now, rounding up my top five of hip-hop is Kendrick Lamar. All's my life I has to fight, nigga. All's my life I hard times like yeah. Bad trips like yeah. Nazareth, I'm fucked up, homie, you fucked up, but if God got us, then we gon' be alright. Nigga, we gon' be alright. Nigga, we gon' be alright. We gon' be alright. Do you hear me? Do you feel me? We gon' be alright. Nigga, we gon' be alright. Huh? We gon' be alright. Nigga, we gon' be alright. Do you hear me? Do you feel me? We gon' be alright. Uh, and when I wake up, I recognize you looking at me for the pay cut. Bahamas, I be looking at you from the face down. One Mac 11, even now, this was an interesting pick for me because, you know, as far as major label albums go, Kendrick only has two. Um, and if you want to count albums in general, Section 80 was as good as any album, so you could say three. But, you know, that's not that's not a lot compared to all the other artists I just named. But Kendrick Lamar is revolutionary. He's already on pace to be one of the greatest rappers of all time. Um, And he's doing it in such a unique way. Uh, His latest album, To Pimp a Butterfly, what can I say about that album? Uh, I wrote a think piece on that album, and you can find that on the blog. Um, But it was album of the year. It's album of the year. He's keeping it real. He's not 
conforming to society and what society says hip-hop is or should be. He's doing his own thing, and he's coming with a message, and he's also giving us music that we can think about, that we can dance to, that we can talk about. Real messages, but he's also telling his story at the same time. He's preaching, he's teaching, he's informing. Kendrick Lamar is the truth. His first two major label albums, I think, are already classics. They will go down in history as some of the, two of the greatest albums of all time. And I've enjoyed every single project he's released. And when I was thinking about who was going to get this fifth spot, because the first four were relatively easy for me to, to place, um, I knew that it had to be no one but Kendrick, even though you know he's relatively new compared to the other guys. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, certainly in my top five. So that's it. That's my top five in hip hop. It's Tupac, Kanye, Outkast, Jay-Z, and Kendrick Lamar. That's my top five. Now, one thing, is about, one thing about top five, they're subjective. I can never argue with somebody else's top five, you know, because... Music means something different to everybody that hears it. Music is art. This is something that I that I had to overcome a lot back when I was back a little while ago. Um, you know, I I had my genre of music and hip hop that I really liked, and I thought that anybody who didn't like that, you know, just didn't know what good music is. But I had to get out of that mentality because music is art. Art is subjective. What one person gets and hears from one song is not going to be the same thing that another person gets out of it. Everybody has different experiences and those experiences and the life that we live is going to bring different things out of music. And that's going to give people different artists that they respect and put in their top five. So the only thing I can do is respect anybody else's top five and know that just because it's theirs isn't the same doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with mine. You feel me? The best thing to do is to have a conversation about that. What better way to learn more about a person than to hear them explain who's in their top five and why, because their experiences are going to be wrapped up in that. So that's how I feel about that. Um, so now let's get into my top five R&B artists. I'm going to start it off with Mr. Luther Vandross. I can't, I can't even put anybody else at the top of this list. This one's in order. This one is in order. Number one in my top five R&B artists, Luther Vandross. Everybody else is out of order. <laughs> Luther is the king of old school R&B. Silky voice. Dude was killing it. He, he made every type of R&B song possible, and he did it well. Um, a house is not a home. Even when there's no one sitting there, but a chair is not a house, and a house is not a home when there's no one there to hold you tight. Can't 
one of the greatest R&B songs. So soulful. Luther Luther sung with passion and he was a great songwriter and uh you know he was gone too soon. Rest in power to Luther Vandross. Uh that's the G. OG, man. Best best R&B artist that ever lived. Uh number 2, Alicia Keys. Now now Alicia Keys is the greatest and we're going to get into that in future episodes but I'm high key in love with Alicia Keys. And you know, you know it took me a long time to let go of my resentment for Swiss Beats, but you know after I heard that they are having their second kid, I kind of kind of couldn't couldn't be that angry anymore. I realized that the better man won. You know, I respect Swiss. Swiss respects me. Um, but yeah, Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys. Great voice. And anyone will tell you that I'm a sucker for pianos. I love someone who can play the piano really well and incorporate that into their music. And she does it almost better than anyone. She's great at what she does. Beautiful voice. She is performed and released hit after hit of soulful music that really touches you, you know? And I think her best album was As I Am. Uh, Songs in A Minor and The Diary of Alicia Keys are great albums, but I think she was really at her peak in her prime when she released As I Am, and I still bump that album to this day faithfully. Alicia Keys, shout out to you. John Legend. John Legend is in my top five. Another piano player. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of that. Um, he's very similar to Alicia Keys and the reasons why I like him. Soulful, great songwriter, not afraid to take risks. His most recent album, Love in the Future, I think he took a lot of risks. Um, Kanye West executive produced that album and you can tell in the production but it wasn't the type of music that we're used to hearing from John Legend he you know was singing over these different types of melodies and beats but he did a great job Um, John Legend is an amazing singer great voice um, very consistent I can't say that he's made a project that I hate it. Like, you know, you're not going to love every song that someone makes, but I think he's been very consistent in putting out music that everyone can listen to. And Ordinary People is one of the most classic R&B songs there is. So, John Legend on the list. Now, these last two artists in my top five of R&B... Um, may be a little unknown to a lot of people out there. Um, I know a lot of people in my generation are definitely going to know this next one, Music Soul Child. Now, I was hearing music's music all over the place when I was younger. Um, music, I think his music is the epitome of what good R&B should sound like <sighs> lyrically he made some of the most beautiful songs there are love teach me the reason and he did it wonderfully and you know he did it in not just a you know soothing way but he mixed it up and he got a little funky music Soul Child is, I think, very underrated. Um, most people don't talk about him. And I mean, he hasn't made a lot of music recently, but his songs are classic. And I guarantee you there are at least three songs in his catalog that if somebody played, you would be like, oh, I've heard that. That song is dope. Uh, music Soul Child, shout out to him. One of the greats. Rounding... Rounding out my top five of R&B, Raheem Devon. Now, he's 
he's going to be a little less known compared to the other guys I've talked about. But I think he can hold his own with every single one of them. Raheem Devon's album Love Behind the Melody is, I think, one of the greatest R&B albums ever made. Ever made. Um, And people slept on it. I think the only song people really knew from that album was Customer. Um, But there are so many great songs on that album from front to back. It's a great album. And Raheem has been one of the most consistent R&B artists in the game. From his first album to his most recent album, Love, Sex, Passion, it's great. He's He knows what he's doing. Um, he's locked into his sound, and he knows how to take that sound and do a lot of different things with it and keep up with the times, but also give you that classic R&B sound. Um, for instance, his most recent single from his last album... Uh, the song Temperatures Rising. Dude knows what he's doing. He knows how to tap in to those past sounds, but also give you a little something different. Raheem Devon, in my top five, there's nothing that's going to change that. He's not coming out. Shout out to him. So that's my top five for R&B. Luther Vandross, Alicia Keys, John Legend, Music Soul Child, and Raheem Devon. Now, if you're listening and you've got some opinions, you know, I want to hear your top five. If you want to, email me at thinkingoutsidetheboombox at gmail.com. Tell me who your top five is. And, you know, I might feature your top five on the next episode and, you know, do a little discussion about it. But yeah, I think it's important to reflect and think about who your favorite artists are in a genre. And I think it's important to hear other people's opinions and reasons why they chose certain artists. So that's my top five in hip-hop and R&B. And that concludes the Dig Deeper segment and today's episode. We did it, y'all. One episode down, so many more to go. I'm really excited to start this podcast. It's something that has been on my mind for a long time, and I just recently decided to take the initiative and go for it. Um, I really don't know where it's going to go, but I know that I'm going to enjoy doing it, and no matter who listens to it, this is something that I'm passionate about. And I just want to share it with whoever is interested. So shout out to everyone who's listening to this episode. You'll be able to say if this ever gets bigger than it is now that you were my day one. So if I ever get into no new friends mode, you will make the cut. Um, so that's it for this episode. I thank you all for listening. And I'll be back next Wednesday with even more for us to talk about. So stay tuned for more Thinking Outside the Boombox.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.